Welcome to episode three of the ECG podcast for the week of February 8th, 2019. On this week's show, we'll be talking about Xbox Live coming to just about every platform here very shortly and Respawn self-releasing a quality battle royale with almost no marketing behind it. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, temporarily joining you from Charleston, South Carolina this evening, oddly enough, from my own uh, childhood bedroom here. And tonight I'm joined by Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Zach Assel from Boston, back from vacation. Welcome back, Zach. Hey, thank you, thank you. Good to be back. And last but certainly not least, we got Bobby Miller, a.k.a. Smooth, from Baltimore. How you doing? How you doing? All right, awesome. So, uh, brief change uh, of plans this week. I know we had said we were going to discuss Kingdom Hearts on uh, today's show. We're going to push that to next week due to some scheduling conflicts and uh, some unforeseen circumstances here. But uh, we are eager to, to jump right in here. Uh, we'll start off with talking about um, this news that Xbox Live is coming to uh, Nintendo Switch, Android, iOS, and, uh, of course, uh, it's already on Xbox and PC. A uh, little breakout quote here. Uh, Xbox Live players are highly engaged and active on Xbox and PC, but now they can take their gaming achievement history, their friends list, their clubs, and more with them to almost every screen. Of course, we don't know specific details yet past that, uh, but we'll find out more shortly here uh, March 18th through the 22nd at some point during the GDC conference in, in which they're, uh, I guess, poised to, to reveal more details. Uh, what do you guys all make of this? Um, are, we, are we excited? Yay, nay? Uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. At the moment, it just sounds like the phone app where you can just look at your profile, but I think um, it can kind of possibly lead to more um, my main thing is, I don't know if it'll happen, if somehow you can use Xbox's party chat the, through the app on the Switch so you can actually party chat on a Switch instead of having to do it through, you know, every other third-party way. It'd be nice if you could run it in the background and just use Xbox party chat on the Switch. Uh, that, that's the only thing I want from this, and I'd be happy. Um, I'm way more looking forward to being able to earn achievements uh, while playing uh, Switch, because that's one of my biggest reasons why I stray from uh, playing that, is because uh, I'm I'm not. It sounds like I'm so like entitled, but like I'm not being rewarded for it. So um, <laughs> we have been sort of trained, yeah, on, on the Xbox and PlayStation to feel that uh, almost Pavlovian response when you hear that trophy sound or the achievement sound on the xbox uh you know pop there's there's a, a really i don't know i have a strong response to that it feels good <laughs> yeah definitely like that's why it's like it's um like websites like ign and stuff will put out that a video game has released their achievement list because like that's such a big thing like, oh, oh, crap, the achievements are over that game. Let me go check what it's all about. What am I going to be doing? Like, what, uh, how hard is it going to be? How much time? And all, all this stuff that goes into it that, like, you just, you don't get that with a Nintendo game. So if I'm able to play, you know, some of these games on Switch and jack my achievement score up on my Xbox, I am all for it. Yeah, earning achievements on the go is uh, certainly a very appealing notion. That's what I'm saying. So if... Like if I'm able to, it, so that's, that's that's another thing that uh, I want to get more info on is that is it going to be 
games that are only shared across both platforms, like uh, indie games that are on both Xbox and Switch, or is there going to be achievements for, like, Nintendo games? Like, just Nintendo games? Yeah, I I mean, I'm very curious about that as well. I've seen some pretty wild speculation uh, out on the internet this week when the story broke, um, where people were even wondering if Microsoft and Nintendo may go so far as to allow certain Microsoft exclusives on the Switch platform, or like with this, you know, upcoming cloud streaming platform that they're trying to build, if you'll be able to uh, access that on your on your Switch and then earn achievements. Um, I, I don't personally know if they're ready to take the relationship to that <laughs> that level, but uh, that would be um, a crazy, crazy, crazy thing if you were suddenly playing. Microsoft exclusives on uh, a Nintendo Switch, you know, even if they were older games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, nah, neither do I. <laughs> um, it'd be cool. Like, I would love to. Like, I think Sea of Thieves is like the perfect game to play on my Switch on the go. But I just um, don't ever see. Not ever in the foreseeable future. I just don't see that happening. So you were saying, so do you, if I understood you correctly, Zach, you were saying that maybe you're wondering if Xbox will start developing some achievement lists for Nintendo exclusive games, like say, you know, uh, like a Breath of the Wild or a Mario Odyssey may have um, an achievement list kind of curated by Xbox, and then you could have Nintendo game achievements count towards your gamer score. Is that what you were kind of, yeah, uh, yeah wow, okay. That would be, and, that would be awesome. I'm just curious. Consider that that's that's crazy. Yeah, will they will they um since like I'm just wondering if it's if it's up to the developers of those Nintendo games to make the achievements or if it's up to, you know, Microsoft if they're going to allow Nintendo only achievements or like I said if it's just going to be between those shared games that um are on both platforms, which I'm assuming is what it's going to be. And I don't want to sound greedy or anything, but uh, the other thing that I kind of started considering was uh, what about games that I've already kind of played and beat? Like, uh, for example, um, Celeste on my Switch, which I adore, one of my games of the year last year. Uh, All the things that I did that would have earned me an achievement on Xbox when this system pops and if achievements are indeed part of it, will uh, will Xbox read my switch save and just know that I've earned X amount of strawberries or conquered these levels. And will I retroactively have just a bunch of stuff pop? Um, I wonder if that will work or if it'll only be new things kind of going forward. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, I wonder if that's sort of like how when you play a game offline, it doesn't recognize that you earned achievements until you plug it into online and then all your achievements pop up. So I wonder if it could sort of be along the same lines. Yeah. I mean, I look if uh, on day one, this launches and if achievements are indeed part of it, if I just, my gamer score ticks up by, you know, a few grand, uh, I I am not going to shed any tears. I'll be really excited about that. You and me both. What about you, uh, Bobby? Uh, any thoughts on this? Anything you're looking forward to in particular? Um, any? Uh, I I think it's too early, but I feel the same way Adam does. Uh, kind of like PlayStation has 
PS app. I think that's kind of what and the Xbox uh, Xbox app. I think that's going to be the same thing. It's just you can view your achievements uh, and stuff. I think it's going to be more of that as opposed to playing games on the Switch. But it, it's it's too early to tell. Yeah, sure, maybe like more of a social platform, a yeah. way of kind of connecting, you know, but not so, not so much of the infrastructure. Yeah, like I, yeah. I don't think it, I don't. I think it's too early for Xbox and Nintendo to merge together on games. I could see Minecraft or some of the other ones since they're doing crossplay with Fortnite and Rocket League and some other games. Uh, I could see that, like Minecraft jumping over. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that. I mean, I would love to see Xbox games on the Switch, uh, just because it'd be more convenient. Uh, but I just don't know. It seems too early, and it's too... Uh, I don't know what to see for E3. We're, we're in such yeah. uncharted waters, I feel like, with this. with the, uh, It's just... It's mind-blowing to me, you know, that you have Sony, who, um, you know, undeniably the, the leader of this console generation, um, eating everybody's lunch and sales uh, right now, as far as consoles sold. You know, probably, arguably, the most quality exclusives. Although... Nintendo's in that weird spot where they they don't really release in quite the same cycle, um, but Microsoft and Nintendo partnering up and playing nice, um, you know, and I mean, seeming very very chummy, um, you know, for the past year, uh, I I do kind of wonder where where that ceiling is and if you know how far they're willing to take it or where they'll ultimately draw the line. Um, I think the the sort of the one advantageous position that Nintendo has is that. Um, it has, in a lot of ways, stopped trying to compete with Microsoft and Sony. Like it is not a one-to-one comparison as far as the home console with with the Switch uh, being kind of a hybrid console. Uh, maybe not as graphically. Um, uh, I, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, maybe not the power under the hood, right? That an Xbox or PlayStation has, but sort of the the novelty of, of being able to take it on the go puts them in an interesting position where I don't feel like they have to directly compete with those other people and maybe allows for this type of relationship to kind of bud and grow, which is really cool. It'd be very interesting to see what the next year looks like. And let's and I, not... I kind of... Oh, sorry. No, man. No, no. Go ahead. No, no. You can go ahead. You go ahead. My, my points. So I was just... Mine super quick. I was going to say, let's not throw to the wayside that, like, this is going to be on phones, too. So, like, mobile gaming could earn you achievements and stuff and that's huge too very good point yeah absolutely especially with things like um uh you know some of the the more like triple a games of like christmas past so to speak uh, speak like uh knights of the old republic and things being on mobile now there's a lot of games that uh, were xbox games like you kind of wonder if maybe now that this system is coming to more platforms if they'll add achievements retroactively for some of the other stuff and yeah, make that more of a um, an appeal. It, help, it could really bolster some mobile game sales if you know you're going to add uh, or earn, I should say, Xbox achievements when you play them. Absolutely, that's that's another reason why I'm not huge into mobile. It's I I'm not getting anything out of it. So if I'm able to, it's jack my achievement score up again. I'm I'm, I'm I'll throw down that you know dollar or two for that mobile game or whatever to to get some achievements real quick. Awesome. Uh, anybody else uh, have anything else they want to um, add or discuss around that that particular point? I think, um, like I said, just we're all pr- pretty much all on the same page that it'll be very, very interesting to see what the next year looks like, you know, with crossplay and all this other stuff that's kind of developing. 
Yeah, I, I want to see what happens as UDC, but at the moment, I honestly just think it's going to be an app just to look at your Xbox stuff. Like, I don't know. They could never do any of that achievement stuff because they're not saying, you know, oh, we're doing cross-playing achievements. They're just like, the app that's already on the phone, we're just going to put it in other places. So it'd be nice to see more stuff, but I, I'm not going to get too excited until they tell me exactly what I'm actually going to get. True, because I feel the same way, because it wasn't it was it uh netflix which or something that's is it still not on there and i mean it's it's stuff like that that's not even on there so, so i don't see xbox jumping right over if there's certain uh apps that people like i mean i i don't need netflix on my switch but it, it just I, I don't know i'm hoping for the best but I, i've been let down before i bought a i bought a ps vita so sure oh. i kind of you know, uh, to speak to, <laughs> I guess, the, t- the tangential point you made there, uh, just from uh, having taken a recent vacation, I can tell you I was that person that was like, I don't really need video apps on my Switch. But with the most recent trip that I took, I was kind of looking at my tablet and my Switch going like, man, it would be kind of nice if everything I want, you know, I think what there's YouTube and Hulu right now on the Switch. Are those the only two? No Netflix yet? Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, and so I was just like, man, it would be kind of nice if I could leave this tablet at home because that's really the only thing you know I was going to use the tablet for was the, my video apps. So, yeah, but uh, all right, well, uh, let's get into the the next uh, big news story of the week, and kind of with that, um, uh, we'll kind of tie that into uh, I guess a, a new release segment because um, they go hand in hand. But respawn. Uh, the Titanfall developer um, stealth releasing Apex Legends, a battle royale game set in the Titanfall universe. Of course, no Titans in it, but um, the gunplay is there. Uh, some of the movement mechanics and uh, with really little to no fanfare leading up to the release other than some a couple of you know little teases, I think a day or two before. And then boom, it's out. Um, how surprised were you guys by this? Did this take take everybody? I mean, I didn't see this coming at all. I didn't see it being as, well, first of all, good as it is, uh, but I didn't see them dropping something this close to Anthem from EA. Like, I worried that it'll take something from Anthem, uh, but it, it it's it's killing everywhere right now with the streamers and everything. It's, it's taking Fortnite down, which is surprising, uh, but it's, yeah, out of nowhere, it's, it's a great game. And I think if you're respawn, you've got to feel so good right now. You know, you release Titanfall 2. Uh, it it comes out at arguably probably the worst time that game could have come out. I don't know if you all played it. I loved the campaign. I thought it was class. I loved the multiplayer. Um, I was a huge fan of Titanfall 1's multiplayer. Um, but it just it f- falls relatively flat. You know, the people that played it, loved it i don't think i heard a lot of people that you know played it that didn't enjoy it i just it came out in just a, a really bad time uh right around the corner from both a call of duty and battlefield game um and to kind of go radio silent for the most part and everyone kind of assuming that they're working on titanfall 3 at the same time as uh the um uh star wars uh, what is it jedi fallen uh, order fallen order. yes thank you mm-hmm. uh and then to like complete badasses come out and say here's the game we didn't do a marketing push we didn't really uh 
tease it much uh, because we felt like the product should speak for itself. And man, <laughs> and people seem to be loving it. Uh, as you pointed out, Bobby, it's killing it right now on Twitch. Um, it's, it is all over the front page of every major gaming outlet all this week. That's all I've been seeing. Um, man. As time is recording, I believe that they were at 10 million uh, individual players or, you know, unique uh, players or whatever. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, this, I mean, what a perfect game for me. This game is amazing. Like, it's the best thing ever. Um, I yeah, know it's all the get, hotness, but. Let's God, get into so. to the impressions, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. You, you kick us off, man. So you've spent, obviously, some time. I know we've been chatting uh, a little bit here and there on, on Discord and whatnot. Uh, throughout the week, um, didn't get an opportunity to, to jump in a squad with you. Uh, we'll start with you, man. Like, just give us give us the hotness. Tell us uh, what your experience has been. Yeah, I've, I've I guess I'm the battle royal person, but God, I've been playing so much of this game. I played it at launch, and I was because there were the rumors late last week. And I was like, I'll try it out. Whatever, we'll see. Um, but now it's just so good. It's it has the three man squad minimum requirement, which is nice. It's uh, I mean, maybe it'd be interesting if there was different numbers, but it's very focused. It's, I mean, the most apt comparison is it's Overwatch with Titanfall gunplay in a battle royal. Because you have your classes, you have your set number of people, gunplay's tight, the game's polished completely. Like, it runs better than, I mean, I love PUBG, but it runs like 100 times better than PUBG ever did. Oh, yeah. And um, the class-based stuff is awesome. I love learning all the characters. Um it's free to play. Anything you pay for is cosmetic only, and it's like who? No one's. I mean, people can complain about whatever they want, but you can't complain about cosmetic only. It doesn't change the game at all. The games are twenty minutes at most. Um, and yeah, it's it it feels great, and it's it's I've been playing a ton of it. So um, I went ahead today and bought the Founders Pack. Just was like, you know what? I've already put about twenty hours in this game. I'll go ahead and throw them. There are 30 bones, and I got like five legendaries, and I'm like, oh, look at all these gold skins. Like, I'm the way that people were obsessed with Overwatch is the way that I'm getting with this game because I never liked Overwatch, but I can see we're opening them loot boxes and playing this game and grinding it out is uh, interesting to people. And it's just, it plays so good. It's tight, I'm telling you, it's Titanfall gameplay in a Battle Royal, and it's, it's, it's amazing. How about you, Bobby? What, uh, what did you, uh, did you make of your time with the game? You play a lot? Yeah, yeah, I, I played. Uh, I've been playing both on Xbox and PS4. I played a little bit with Adam too, uh, and it, it's it's addictive. It's like uh, even the like. It, it's weird because I've never played a game where I feel okay if I lose because I'm trying like different characters and whatnot. But it it feels like even like trying to use the characters and losing and and coming back and trying again. Like I have a few wins, but it, it's it's addictive and it's it's fun to see the skins and the different players type and. I did see an article online. I can't remember who put it out there, but they they said that it was the best game, uh, like uh, Battle Royale, because you don't have to talk to people. Like it, it's their their point and click system for either weapons or like point. Hey, let's go to this area next. It's like it, it's fantastic. Like I've never seen it in a game the way that they have it. Like it's uh, it's beautiful. Like you could point out. Like so scopes for, for people maybe that like are listening and, and don't understand exactly how it works, kind of give us a brief description of how because I agree sure. with you. I think that's that is one of my favorite features. It seems like such a, a no brainer. Like when you start using it, it's instantly sort of 
um, something that you you understand and like you know it becomes natural quickly. But yeah, explain how that works really quickly for people. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they have a ping system where usually on like Fortnite or, or other systems, you can only do it based upon the map. You have to go on the map and then select a certain area and do like ping it. Say, hey, go here. You can only do it from the map and come back. But now it's uh, in in this system, they set it up to where. Uh, like the three of you launch. First of all, you three launch together. So when you when you launch out of the the ship, all three of you launch together, and you can choose to separate if you want. But but all three land in the same area, and then as you're opening up stuff, I will tell you that it takes a little bit of getting used to the weapon system. Uh, for which like there's different scopes, there's different things to add to your weapons. It's not like you just pick up an assault rifle with a you know, a four time scope and then, you know, you, you win the game. It's you have to find everything, like armor, everything. It's fantastic. Like I love the system. Uh and then you can ping where enemies are. You could tag enemies, which I think that is fantastic. Uh you could ping, hey, let's go here next. Hey, the bubble's closing. So basically you really don't have to talk to each other. Just if you understand the ping system, it, it's it's like the best game to play right now. Like it's it's very addictive. The games are quick. Uh like Adam said, uh, basically around twenty minutes. Uh, if you're good, sorry, uh, but it it's it's just <laughs> just want to put that out there. But it, it's it it's it's a really addictive system, and trying to different characters is fun. And then, like Adam said, the different skins, it, it's really cool. It's really neat the way they did it. It is Overwatch and Titanfall combined into one game, and for some reason, uh, EA and and uh, oh, I forgot their name. Respawn, they, they nailed it. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. I love it. I, I, I've been playing it nonstop on both Xbox and PS4, uh, whichever TV my kids have. I switched to the other one. Uh, keep playing, uh, but it's it's a beautiful game. Uh, so I, I've spent a fair amount of time with it as well. Not as much as I was wanting to this week, uh, but you know, a few hours. And I'll tell you right off the bat, completely agree with you on the, the ping system. Uh, love it love 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 it i think it's fantastic that it's so um friendly for randos because if you have somebody that's not on a mic if they're using that ping system the characters automatically speak to each other to alert you of danger and the circle closing and all that kind of stuff the pings they can show you like oh hey i dropped the health pack over here if somebody needs it or there's heavy armor over here or a level two backpack over here um really really fantastic I think the uh, the level and pace at which you earn um, the loot, the currency, seems very fair. It has an addicting gameplay loop in that if you don't ever want to spend a dime, I feel like if you just invest the time, you're earning uh, those loot boxes and currencies at a rate that I feel like is fair and respects your time as a player, that you feel like you're working towards something, um, even if you're not wanting to, to spend any money. Um, yeah, the other thing uh, I think that you had mentioned was um, the uh, you know dropping having the jump matter as a squad. I think is a really smart little innovation. Um, keeping everybody together frequently in PUBG, like you know we kind of him and ha. Um, are we going to hospital? Or are we going to Pachinki? Um, sometimes you get scattered, so it's a little t- tiny quality of life thing. The other thing that I, I I can't overstate how cool it is is uh, you were you mentioned a little bit the gear management and loot management and kind of optimizing your weapon for the round. I love that the game will automatically switch out uh, gear that is you know like uh, scopes and and uh, clips that are better than what you have, but won't let you switch something that's worse than what you have. Like it just 
it'll recognize that what you have is already better than what you're trying to put on. Um, I think that is so incredibly streamlined and it keeps the game moving. Um, it makes the, uh, you still have that choice to make in terms of what weapon you're going to wield and what kind of ammo you're going for, what kind of items you need and what maybe you need to drop to pick up something else. But it takes some of that frustration out of like the minutia of trying to uh, build out whatever weapon you've you've selected and you want to keep. Um, I think that's awesome. Not having to compare, in other words, like the scope or the the clipper or anything like that. Um, I agree too. Smooth uh, quality gameplay, uh, just overwhelming. Um, you know, amount of a polish in a, a game that like it feels like you know based on my experiences with PUBG, like this game should have been janky as hell because I've kind of just gotten used to that for this type of game and you know something coming out. Um, and just to, to launch the way that it did, where it's just like, I'm in there, I'm playing, I'm not rubber banding, things are just working as intended, it feels great, and free to play to boot, my god. Alright, now let me come at this from a different <laughs> angle. Please do, yes, I know you're, you're uh, chomping up the bit, my friend, go, go right ahead. Alright, so this game is obviously huge, and it's obviously great, and um, I am not a Battle Royale player whatsoever i haven't even touched the game i will not touch the game um here's how i look at this though there's zero chance and i i don't know if they said it or not i don't remember if i read it or if i was reading what people wanted to happen titanfall 3 had to have been in development i i don't think there's a chance that it wasn't they didn't complete titanfall 2 and say Let's start working on a Battle Royale game because I don't think Battle Royale was the phenomenon when Titanfall 2 came out that it is now. No. Um, so either A, Respawn was... Well, I mean, they were doing the Star Wars game, but they said that they were cooking on multiple games. And I just... This wasn't what I feel... I don't want to say they wanted to work on, but like there are people who are clamoring for Titanfall three because it does have that following because it does have some of the tightest first person shooter gameplay that there is. Oh, and, I was one of them, by the way, I, uh, I, I want to be clear that, uh, you know, if this means that we don't get uh, Titanfall three, uh, that's incredibly sad to me. I would hope that they use this capital and, uh, you know, popularity to, um, ultimately make that game and kind of justify, hey, we've got the cash cow over here. Like, let's do the art thing over here. But continue. Go ahead. Oh, because I'm, I'm already, I'm so ready to see the money that they're pulling in from this game already. It's, they have probably seen so much income from this game and it's been out less than a week, right? Correct. And with 10 million players, they have probably already seen millions of dollars come in off of this game. And there's no chance that, like, this is going to be one of their biggest, it has to be one of their biggest priorities moving forward because it's it's going to become a cash cow. And I'm I'm just hoping that because this game is so big that they're still able to put that focus into... And I'm not even the biggest Titanfall player. I just, I know what the game is. I respect the game. And I want to see that third one come out for that audience. And also, 
Um, I am, since I'm not a huge battle Royal player, um, I don't see the allure of it at all, but that's a, a, a topic for another day. I don't, I don't think these battle Royal games are going to last. And, um, I'm not saying the f- it's going to go away tomorrow, but like in a year's time, PUBG, Fortnite, and this are all not going to coexist on the same level. They're all going to, it's, it's going to slowly go down in, in like, before so many of these quality ones come out that, you know, they're going to pull away player base from the other ones. And then, and then those are going to die, which the trend's going to die off when those big ones die. And then it's just, I don't, I don't, I, I could go on for on and on. So I, I kind of both agree and disagree with you. Um, I, I totally agree that I don't think that um, that genre and thereby, you know, any games that are in the, that genre are going to continue to have this level of, uh, success that they're currently enjoying but i don't see it fully go i I think what's going to happen is that battle royale is going to become synonymous with like just it's just going to be part of the multiplayer suite for shooters uh largely going forward i think it's going to be one of those things where you know capture the flag was a novelty or you know some of the other i'm trying to think of like other multiplayer uh shooter modes that are kind of uh, you you see in multiple games, um, but I, I think we'll just it'll become a thing that um, I don't think it's going away. I, just, I think it'll it may go more to the background, um, but I think you'll see maybe down the road. I don't think anytime soon. I'm you know I, uh, next year I, I think is way too soon for that fad to die out, considering how many games are coming out and how popular it still is. But um, you know, say ten years from now, I think you'll still see battle royale, but it'll be part of like a larger multiplayer suite for a game. Um, did any of you guys play, by the way, um, Titanfall 2, the campaign, um, or multiplayer, either or? Yeah, I played yeah. both. Yeah, Titanfall, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but um, I loved uh, the Titanfall 2, uh, you know, single-player campaign was one of my all-time favorite shooter campaigns. Um, I think they had uh, tons of uh, really cool, um, innovative levels and, and sort of, like, boss fights in a way. Um, I, I absolutely adored that uh, that game. I was one of those people that uh, tried to shout it from the rooftops and unfortunately got the uh, the response over and over. Ah, there's just too much to play right now, and um, I'll I'll play it later. And many people did not, sadly. But yeah, it it's it's such a shame because uh, that relationship that you build in that campaign with your robot and everything is. Well, your Titan is is awesome, and the way that they just—I don't want to say they set it out to die, but like you sandwich that between like the two biggest first-person shooters of the year, usually, and like man, and and one of them was your own studio releasing it. It's just like that get- that that game could have benefited from coming out. Like Titanfall could have come out in like February of the next year and probably have performed way better. Did you pick up on the nugget? I don't know if it was this week or last week. I think it was this week because of all the news surrounding Apex Legends. But um, I'd heard in a couple of different outlets that the public perception that the reason that um, you know Titanfall two didn't do so well was because EA pushed it out at the wrong time was actually a false narrative, and that. 
supposedly, and again, this is rumor hearsay, it was actually Respawn that pushed to have it out at that time because they wanted to compete with the big boys. Um, which is kind of an, you know, if that's true, that's an interesting kind of slant on it because, you know, people do like to hate EA (laughs) there for reasons that we don't need to to rehash um, now, but uh, you know, they're a publisher that people just generally dislike um, kind of automatically and maybe sometimes unfairly. Um, So I I don't know that anybody will ever comment publicly on that, that will ever know the true, you know, story behind that. But uh, I did think it was interesting that that kind of popped up was like, no, 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 I actually have heard, you know, in the in the um, uh, ensuing years that uh, that it was not EA. Um, so that would be those, super interesting. In those same rumors, they were also the ones who said, we don't want to f- do Titanfall, we want to do this instead. So since this is Titanfall-based, I'm assuming they were working on it because mm-hmm. they have the assets from it. Well, they were like, we want to make Battle Royal instead because Respawn said, we were not made to do it, we wanted to make this game. They also said that they have more info of um titanfall centric games coming like they said this like this isn't the end of titanfall whatever they said that card battler oh man (laughs) (laughs) come on man don't 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 do that to us man let's Uh, not even have those negative thoughts and hey i mean fair play to you if you like card games but uh they i I forget i forget exactly the wording of it but they said they pretty much said that you know we know you want Titanfall. Um, I mean, I don't want to say that they were like, you know, take what you have now with this game and you'll get more Titanfall info later is pretty much what they said. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, there, at some point there'll be another Titanfall related project. So later, yeah, later I, this year. I, we'll I think it's safe that. to say that if this does well, um, in terms of like monetary capital, obviously they're going to have more of that. But I think in terms of clout, you know, that's a different currency, but one that uh, is important for a developer like them. They seem to be a passionate bunch. Uh, if, if this is a success, then they probably will be in a better position to negotiate making a Titanfall 3, even if they don't think it's going to do the same kind of numbers as the Battle Royale, because it will earn goodwill from the player base. It'll still probably do well if they release it at uh, the, the appropriate time, you know, uh, during the year. And, um, I, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe they didn't have a, a a good notion of where to go from Titanfall two to three. Um, if they're, I, I gotta imagine developing Titanfall three and a Star Wars project simultaneously would have stretched them pretty thin in my mind. I think that would be. Um, I don't know how big that studio is, but um, I feel like the quality probably would have suffered on one of those games had they gone that route. I don't know. It, do just think? just imagine like. Uh, we had Apex Legends, one of the most popular, you know, most well-loved games of the year, and then they put out a Star Wars game, and we hope that it's good. By the beginning of 2020, they can pretty much say they can do whatever they want. Everyone will will be like, oh, we'll be all over that. We'll buy Titanfall 3 because it's from the dudes who made Apex in that Star Wars game. Fuck, if they put out Star Wars uh, and it actually releases, they'll be, you know, doing 99% better than the other EA Studios. Man, <laughs> I, Star Wars game. If, <laughs> if they manage to put out a quality Star Wars single player game, man, I am going to be so pumped because we need one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on in just a second. One more quick question for all of you guys to put out there. What do you see the evolution of Apex Legends uh, being? Do you think that they're going to um, take the Fortnite model where we know they're going to have a battle pass, but in terms of like, they're going to have the, the map 
itself that is going to be the same map that kind of evolves around different events and changes that way or do you think they'll do more of like the PUBG model where they're going to release new maps every so often that'll have their own kind of um, feel and and um, you know uh, flow well I'm not sure about the map situation because it could go either way or just change it around or make new ones but mm-hmm. the, where this game's position that those other ones aren't is that they can put new characters in it like Overwatch it's like put in a new character every once in a while and people get super hyped yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't even consider like, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's one of the novelties of the game, right? Is the hero aspect. You're, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you can probably uh, not only uh, release that content, probably arguably faster, right, to develop a, a character, but also um, you can change the meta of the game. Sometimes, you know, Overwatch certainly shifts uh, the meta when there's a new character. It's a good point. Um, so from on, from the outside looking in. Um, seeing as I don't play a lot of the Battle Royal games, um, I think Fortnite, the way that they do it is super impressive with how they, um, uh, like tailor the map to the event that they have going on for that certain season and, uh, each season's, you know, like a, a different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a theme. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, I think that's super impressive. And I think. Um, you know, they've done a well enough job um, fleshing out the um, happenings in the Titanfall universe that you could uh, easily alter that map in like cool ways because of something happening, you know, in that world. Um, it might even be a good way to introduce uh, Titans to the. Um, I, like I said, I haven't played it, so I could be speaking out of my ass here because I don't know if they like if the way the game plays, if Titans could even be introduced. But like, you could use Titans as a way to alter the map and everything. So, yeah, they they had mentioned, I think, in some of the uh, uh, I guess questions surrounding the release of the game um, that the Titans did, and uh, as did the parkour, didn't quite feel like it fit in with uh, that genre um so i'm sure that they have tested that and and tried it and and probably decided that um it wasn't appropriate but i do wonder if um you know they could as you said create an event around them so that they do pop up um i think it would be buck wild the titans themselves uh in the multiplayer of titanfall 2 were so varied in terms of their abilities and everything they were almost kind of a hero class in and of itself um it would be buck wild to be in a battle with you have a titan that's fully customizable and then like uh oh the titan goes down you pop out and now suddenly you're one of the heroes i think the one difficult thing would be those heroes don't really feel like any of those abilities would be geared towards fighting titans whereas i feel like that was one of the strengths of titanfall multiplayer is that even when your titan went down you felt like there was a viable way to um while waiting for a titan fight against other pilots and also to you know help take down the titan so i don't know you know how that would work but uh so could you could you do it like the titan is like in like let's just say so is there a shrinking aspect to this game as well all right 100 percent. so um like, I don't know if there's a way to do it. Like, um, do any of the games ever do something where, like, all right, this, the circle's still whatever big, but there's an event in the circle, like a 
a bomb raid or does like anything like that happen within the circle? Like do events within the circle happen in any of these battle royal games? In this one particular, no. But I do know that some of the characters special abilities, like uh, I can't remember the name of the one, but they they have little antennas that are around the map. And if you go to that antenna, you can see where not that bubble is, but the next circle. So it's like you have like an advantage to know where the next bubble is, uh, which which is pretty neat. Yeah, but, uh, I'm just I'm just thinking of ways to introduce Titans into this thing. So my thought was like you could have like there could be the circle shrinking, and you have three like whatever red circles that appear within the shrinking circle where a Titan's gonna fall onto the map. So not only do you have to worry about a shrinking circle, but you have to worry about like a random NPC roaming Titan in there too. Yeah, you, yeah, you know what's funny with like that? environmental hazards would be cool. I'm sorry, go ahead, Bobby. No, no, sorry. I, I just want to say, I know that the, with, like, Titans, when you get downed, uh, you can either be revived or they have, like, uh, a tag system where you pick up someone's tag and they have respawn points set up around, which is another cool aspect of... That of, is pretty sweet. It's it's fantastic, because, let me... I've grabbed it a few times. There, there's a lot of... I call them blueberries, which are, like, random people and uh they don't want to grab you is that a uh, destiny but... uh <laughs> yes yes definitely. yeah go ahead continue yeah because you have 90 seconds to grab the tag like after somebody's uh like if they end the person that's you know you, before you can revive them if they kill them they have like a little uh loot container which contains all your weapons which is another cool system and then you can grab the tag of your teammate and then they have little green uh, areas around where you can revive them, and I think that would be a cool aspect if they added that when you come back, you're the Titan. Like that oh, that'd be, be cool. cool. Like for a certain period of time, like I think that would be pretty cool because they they bring in a whole ship and then you come back down, which you basically have nothing. Which I think the Titan aspect would be great for. Them. Yeah, but the ninety seconds to grab it. I mean, I've seen a lot of people grab. It helps. I grabbed two teammates once, which was fantastic. We won that one. Uh, but there are a lot of people that do not want to grab it. They just want to shoot people. Uh, but I do think that that would be a perfect point for them to have Titans. Because it's got to be something they add later. It's just doing so good now. And, and I think the ping system, honestly, is what's going to beat Fortnite for now. Uh, until Fortnite comes out with something... I, I don't even know if they can do similar at this point. But it's, yeah, it's it's the best game that you don't ever have to talk well, uh, it sounds like everyone overwhelmingly positive in the group for those of us that have played it. Uh, Zach, I would say if you're ever going to dip your toe into the Battle Royale genre, this is probably a good one to do that. Uh, it's pretty noob-friendly, and um, there's just a, a, a ton of polish there. But uh, if not, no big deal, because uh, the next game that we're going to talk about and give our impressions are, are is something that I know that you are uh, oh, yeah. very hot on, and... Uh, you know, uh, is very much your jam. So uh, let's go right into our Anthem demo impressions. Um, I, I definitely spent some time with it. I know um, everyone else was kind of playing it on as well. Adam, did you get the opportunity? No, I was going to play, but then I ended up playing. Um, uh, I only had one day free, and I ended up playing the new Switch game. So, <laughs> Gotcha. How about you, Bobby? Did you get to play? Uh, you, sorry, I'm still stuck in the loading screen. Say no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, so uh, yeah. it's okay, no, it uh, just, Zach. You and I can uh, definitely uh, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll be I, over here but, in our our little uh, you know box of of uh, you know the uh, the elite uh, you know chosen ones now. Uh, 
kidding. Um, I know we had kind of different takes on it, so I'm going to let you go first because I know you um, absolutely uh, had a blast with it. It sounds like from uh, chat with you briefly. Um, go ahead, tell us what you think, man. Oh man, so let's let's get rid of the the elephant in the room with <laughs> the problems that the game had. So initial launch day is supposedly is the, literally i guess the second the game launched it crashed mm-hmm. and um i'm pretty sure they said it wasn't a server issue they they had enough servers or anything i guess there was a bug an unanticipated bug and uh once you know people were still able to squeak in so because it was a, you go on twitch there was a lot of people playing um it's just it it affected quite a bit of people and you know they had either they couldn't even load into the game or they got into the game into the fort when they went to go load a mission they would hit that infinite load screen and uh it was definitely it, it was such a shame because like what what like a cloud over what ended up being such a such a fun experience did you experience any of those issues yourself can you speak oh, to yes. any of that Okay, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um so yeah, the first day um I literally booted up the game the second it was available. Um couldn't get in. About 10 minutes later I got in to the fort and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm one of the few. I'm going in. I don't stream, but I'm about to because everyone will be watching me." And uh I got that infinite load screen and sat there forever and ever. And finally decided to quit out and go back in. And then it wouldn't even, um, I couldn't get past the main menu from that point until about 10 o'clock at night, maybe 11 o'clock at night, uh, the same day. So, I mean, that is a huge bummer. Like the day was wasted for a lot of people trying to get on. And I followed it on Twitter and everything. People were ripping into EA and ripping into Bioware. And I don't understand the whole notion of like, this is do or die for Bioware. Cause like, if we're only going off of Andromeda, man, like Andromeda was a quality title that sure it had some hiccups, but that wasn't even from the same Bioware team that's making Anthem. No. So- and I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent on that front. Uh, I will die on that hill. Uh, forever and ever um while i don't think andromeda stacks up um you know quite to the level of uh like the original mass effect trilogy i know three had its problems but um i uh i'm with you 100 percent. i think there was plenty of quality there uh the the, the whatever they call it, the loyalty missions uh and anthem thought was great i thought that the uh the main story was compelling enough i'm kind of sad that we may not ever get to see them kind of ah so see- such a shame See, see that through because I feel like they they dangled a lot of threads, but yeah, I digress absolutely. Here. Um, and but yeah, his, I'm I'm sorry, but like it's just like I'm I'm super adamant about this because if Andromeda was the first Mass Effect game, it would have scored so much higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree because the gameplay was by far the best in the series, and you could see a lot of a lot of that in Anthem. Oh yeah, combat-wise, with like the jump packs, uh, Anthem takes yeah. it a step farther, obviously, and perfected um, it. But but yeah, certainly like 
that was a game like when I started playing Andromeda and I was very much doing the uh, Mass Effect 1 and 2 and 3 thing of like, I'm just going to kind of stay behind this cover and pop out and shoot and then reload and then pop out and shoot and hit my combos and use my tech and, you know, uh, biotic abilities. Um, I was getting rinsed, you know, because I like playing on uh, Insane because I'm. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm with I'm, you. I'm a masochist. Um, but when I started actually like being more mobile and like still using the cover, but like, you know, not only just kind of like popping up, but like, you know, really jumping, you know, through the air and strafing and and using the environment like like more of the arena, I guess. Um, like I, I found myself having a blast and it felt good. Like it really did just like feel good. Uh, like I wasn't kind of just tethered to one spot, you know, felt way less linear and like I was more uh, in a, a battle that kind of had its own ebb and flow. So yeah, I, uh, absolutely. And, and it's a shame because um, everybody just was in like, I love the first, I love the trilogy and everybody just wanted Shepard and everybody just compared Ryder to Shepard. Everybody compared, um, all of the, um, your crew to, you know, the, your crew from Mass Effect, uh, you know, especially to Mass Effect two, uh, their, uh, your companions in that game were some of the best in any video game I've ever played. Agreed. And uh, everybody just compared it to that. And it's a shame, but let's, that's what I'm saying. Like people wanted to bash Anthem because of Andromeda and Andromeda was a quality title that just suffered from a little technical issues. Um, But other than that, that, but it was also trying to very much get out of the shadow of the trilogy that came before Um, my thought i i honestly think that there probably if there had been more time between mass effect titles it probably wouldn't have been agreed you know so harshly judged um but uh i think you're dead on on that you can see sort of the evolution or like the maybe not the evolution so much as like i can see the connective tissue and the combat between anthem and um and it's that's like a great segue into the combat in anthem because the way that they um tie all the abilities into each other so i've never played so when i'm playing destiny or something i don't i don't go all right man like what what abilities are you going to be rolling with so i can go in and combo your abilities with my abilities i feel like you only base your abilities on your like what you were doing like oh we're going to do the raid everybody needs to have this set up this set up and this set up and like it, it kind of made it, I don't want to say not fun, but like if you played with a group of people who played uh, Destiny, um, like hardcore, like if you, like I remember I didn't play the raids when they first came out. So like I jumped in and like people were like, oh, do you have this set up and are you doing this? And I was like, nah, man, I'm just trying to play the raid. And they were like, ah, and they kicked me because like I didn't have the right setup. But this game makes it so like, you can um, go with pretty much any setup or you can go and talk about your setups because like the way that they set up the combos. So a mass effect, like, you know, you could do the ability combos and it was like, super looked super cool, sounded super awesome. Mm-hmm. They kind of built upon that in this game where you'll be uh, like, let's say I'll put like a fire, like I'll put like a flamethrower on people. All the enemies be on fire. Uh, icon will pop up above their head with what, ability like what elemental ability will 
trigger a combo there. So anybody in your crew can see that above the enemy's heads and you guys can like tie in your abilities and everything. So it makes it so if you're playing with randoms, you guys can still link up and, you know, have that uh, synergy, but it makes it even better. Like if you're playing with your buddies and everything and you're going in the, like the tyrant mine, which was the stronghold for the game, you'd be like, all right, you know, um, I'm going to bring in, you know, the ability that does fire this and this, and you can have like a, a variety of different abilities to bring in. And then you can have your other people be like, all right, well, I have a couple of different abilities that do electricity. So we'll be able to do that combo. And like, it doesn't tie you to one ability because there's multiple different um, abilities that will do an electrical attack or a, like a, a mortar to set people on fire. So like the uh, ability to do that stuff with your teammates is awesome. And the, the mobility in the game is by far the best part. Like you're obviously everybody's first impression was dude, I'm Iron Man flying around and the way that like they nailed like the tank feels like a tank like mm-hmm. when he's when he's flying around he's heavy when he takes his turns he's heavy when he's running he's heavy and he's obviously the most powerful like he brings out he doesn't have a shield in like the traditional sense so uh when he has his shield out it is an actual shield that he pulls out on his arm and he can charge through all the enemies and everything and he just feels really tanky. He's the only one who can carry certain weapons. All of his abilities, you know, he's got like a rail gun that just plows through the the um, turrets that they had on like the strongholds and everything. But then you got something like the Interceptor, who is super agile and fast and like can take super tight corners. And his whole game is melee. And his melee felt, you know, really well. The only thing I wish they would add is a lock-on ability. Um, uh, I kind of a few times when I was, um, you know, trying to kill or fight some of the smaller enemies, I would lose track of them because I couldn't lock onto them. Um, but that's that's something small because I it didn't like break it for me. But uh, like he's just his abilities all have to do with getting in and getting out. So the faster he moves, the quicker his shield will um, regenerate. So his whole game is getting in and getting out, getting to the next guy, um, just setting up uh, a lot of combos. And then you have the Interceptor, not the Interceptor, the Storm, who can put this bubble shield around him, float in the background, pick people off, and hit people with elemental powers to set up combos from, you know, 200 yards out. And, like, that's the main the class that I mained most of the time. I played them all, but that was my favorite. And yeah, I think the Storm is uh, who... I was kind of most um, immediately drawn to as far as like, yeah, that's, that's the one I want to try. Like seemed the most interesting to me. Cause I, I like, I play, I main a warlock in destiny. I main a wizard in Diablo three. Like I, I like those kind of like magic based. You know, yeah, for characters. sure. Well, it reminded me a lot of the biotic abilities that we saw, that we saw in mass yes. effect. And I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Cause in mass effect, I like to do like, um, like biotic rush to charge like I'll throw um, like a stasis orb biotic rush onto someone do a combo get my shield back you know dive back mm-hmm. and this kind of reminds me of that how I can um, like his ultimate ability is he slams down three different elemental powers on top of some people 
uh, like a big group of enemies and it's a combo in and of itself but then you can have your teammates combo in with that and like just seeing all those combo numbers pop up from so far away man it's just so satisfying and then you have the ranger who is like uh an amalgamation like he's got very strong um single target uh damage like he can hurt one person really quickly but then he's also got um some good area of effect stuff and he's 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 mobile and you know he's just he's like the i feel like he's the one that people will go to um if they don't know how to play one of the other three more specialized classes that really have like a certain role yeah, he was a smart tutorial character or like yeah. character. that's who you uh i think by default you're assigned that uh definitely that class. yeah and and i think they obviously saw that because they they already said when you go into the main you choose your starting um javelin you, you don't just get the ranger and work up from there it's you choose what you choose the order you want to unlock them so and that's another thing about this game that i thought was was really good is in destiny i felt like um like i had to level up each character individually through the story like oh if i wanted to level this guy up i had to you know take him and run back through the story to get all that xp and everything and in and, and anthem it's you the javelins themselves don't um level up it's it's their abilities and all the stuff you unlock so it's it's cool that i can you know level up to a certain level to unlock the new javelin and i'll still be you know whatever level 20 with my new javelin i don't have to start over because i got a new javelin so uh i think that's correct except for the uh the the super heavy weapons i think can only be wielded by the uh yeah there are there are certain weapons that only um the colossus can handle and um but I'm just I'm like I wanna I wanna like debate with you guys like I wanna know what what you guys' problems were and I wanna see like if I can not like counter it or like sway you but I just wanna see so like, <laughs> I I don't really have but I, I preface this with a couple of things first of all like I understood that this was a, a beta right uh, even though they called it a demo I think that was a huge mistake calling it a demo it's a beta. Um, but I understand that it doesn't represent the final build of the game. So I'll preface by saying that. And I wouldn't say that I had any large, you know, problems, uh, with the, with the game itself. Um, I don't think it's, I'm not worried that this game ultimately is going to be a bad game or anything, but, um, uh, let me just, I guess I'll run through a few things. So, um, playing with my, my brother and some of my clan mates, you know, from destiny, uh, we encountered a lot of technical issues still in the open demo. Um, enemies disappearing, rubber banding. Uh, each of us multiple times ran into issues where our abilities just wouldn't deploy. Um, like they would, like it, it looked like it was trying, like you'd hit the RB or the LB uh, and it would like start to deploy, but like nothing would happen and you had to completely back out of the game to fix it. Like there was no way to, to, to fix it other than doing that um and those kinds of technical issues uh so that soured the experience a little bit it kind of broke the immersion um where like we'd kind of be getting on a roll and i'd be really enjoying doing an activity um suddenly now i have to quit the entire game uh or else like i'm essentially not able to do the things that make the game fun um 
and the, you know the things like the enemies disappearing just same same kind of thing where i kind of had the problems and uh, where i have a little bit of concerns is like this is a month out from the final release and i know the build's older than that like it's like six weeks behind or whatever they said uh but i feel like if you're going to have an open demo and certainly if you're going to have something the week before called the vip demo this is what you're showing people that have the faith to pre-order a game you should be putting your absolute best foot forward right i mean if that's how you're going to market that and i because if you don't i guess title it that way right and if you're if you're not putting your best foot forward you run the risk of doing what exactly what happened to me which is like instead of being more excited for the game i was like i'm not going to buy this day one i really am genuinely going to want to see what state this game comes out in uh there was a lot of things like in fort tarsus too like where it was frustrating because like i can go here and i can go up and hit the interact button on this person but i can't talk to them um and i know they're trying to keep things a secret and everything but it just i felt like at every turn i was encountering a wall that just wasn't like oh this isn't a feature that you can play now it's in the main game um, there was other obstacles, like I'm having to reboot my game every half hour to, just so I can use my abilities. Um, the other thing was, like, I just, I want, like, a Bioware quality story, and I really wish that uh, I had seen a little bit more of that showcased in the uh, in the demo. Like, there were some dialogue choices um, for some of the interactions between missions with some of the characters in Fort Tarsus but I don't feel like they were particularly interesting or meaningful or impactful to the overarching story. And I think that probably ties into the fact that this is a shared world and it's probably very difficult to have too much variation without, um, you know, uh, your players having a vastly different experience. Um, All of that being said, when the game worked, like when it ran well, I did have a tremendous amount of fun um, I did love the combat. I think that, you know, um, you hit the nail on the head, kind of describing the feel of each of the different um, javelins. And I think that uh, squatting up and nailing those combos uh, was so satisfying. You know, in Mass Effect, uh, like you, you know, we were talking about, you, you had those biotic and tech combos that you could do, but you had to sort of order your teammates to, to do it, like with the button prompts or like with, with Connect to Mass Effect 3, you could actually do it. But it was sweet, like playing with my brother to be like, all right, hit it with this, then I'm going to hit it with that. And then like kind of getting into that rhythm where eventually he would just utter the, you know, he would just say the ability and then boom, like I'm following it right up. And like, you know, we're just, we're absolutely destroying, you know, trash mobs or doing massive damage to the boss because we're coordinating flying around is very fun the world is very beautiful i just i don't know i just couldn't quite get a sense and i felt like you know when i have a demo like this that's what i want i just couldn't get a sense of like what this game is going to be and how it's going to feel to play past like just combat and a little bit of walking around the uh you know the hub like what is going to separate this out from the games that I already play, like Destiny, um, or something that I'm I'm interested in potentially playing, like Division. Um, so I just I feel like it it just it, it didn't sour me necessarily to the point of like I'm not going to play Anthem. Like I mean I I can tell you right now that uh, unless this yeah, game launches and it's an absolute disaster, like I will play it. But 
I have a lot of hesitation buying it day one because I think that some of the technical issues and then, like I said, maybe even some of like the narrative or like content structure might not be enough for me to like want to jump on it right away. I might be the person that plays this when the equivalent of Forsaken comes out and like they've kind of uh, adjusted everything. I don't know. Now, if the... So, it, I I luckily didn't have that ability issue that you had where uh, your uh, abilities wouldn't... Um, I deploy and you had to restart the game. I've had an issue where like my wind wall wouldn't go up when I was playing the storm and I'm like, oh, what's happening? And it caused me to go down. But like mm-hmm. I, I was able to use my abilities uh, after I was revived and everything. So, I mean, that, that's unfortunate. Now, all three of us in the squad for like, you know, I mean for that particular squad, like in the two hours that we played, like had multiple restarts. And that was just like, ah, oh, man, this is really, you know, cause you're, I mean, when that game is working, man, it is, yeah. it is something else, you know? So I'm flying around, I'm doing the con, I'm kind of getting into the groove. And then, it, you know, it's like, it's like somebody kicking me in the balls, you know, like, <laughs> uh, sorry. I, like I now I now can't do anything other than shoot, which like, that's not why I'm playing Anthem. Like yeah, the, no, the gunplay is fine. It's fine. You know, um, I didn't think it's anything special, but like it's it's sort of the co- it's everything working you know in conjunction with one another that makes it you know feel different and cool. So um, I don't know, man. I uh, I'm not. I will say I'm not super worried about it. I think there is time, but I feel like they should have called it a beta, and it should have been three months prior to launch, not one. I think that I would have had a very different reaction to this um, than I do a month before the games do to come out. So. And then what about you? What about uh, you? Do you? I mean, um, I know you said you played it earlier too, so uh, I, I want to hear what you what you had to think. Yeah, no, I my no, but I I enjoyed it second round of the beta, but I just feel like it's not just to me. I'm still going to get it day one. But it just feels to me that it's not different enough for me from Warframe, Destiny, or Titanfall. It just feels like it's it's kind of the same. That's why I can't wait for a story so that I can feel more uh, about the demo slash beta. Uh, but I just uh, I, I just didn't do enough for me. It just felt like similar games separate. Now, is is everybody hung up on the story aspect of the game because it's Bioware? Because yeah, Divi- I mean, like the yes. division in <laughs> absolutely division and Destiny both have awesome gameplay, mm-hmm. but the story I feel like took a backseat. And I, yeah, no argument there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So, but it's, if but- if gameplay is king for these kinds of games, and like. In Anthem, like you said, when it's running, and I, I, I like I'm playing the Division beta now, and all I'm thinking of is I just want to jetpack to where I got to go, and I have to run. I mean, no, I'm not saying that's a knock on it or anything, but like that's all I'm thinking about is, man, like I was having so much more fun playing Anthem than I like the flying around, and you can do the tricks while you're flying and through the water to cool yourself off and you can keep going. And then like, I'm playing the division in, I'm just talking about in terms of gameplay. I'm just like, if, if gameplay is king in these kinds of games um, and the game comes out and let's say they're 
technical issues are no longer. And the gameplay is as fun as you were playing it. Like, is is the story going to take a backseat for you again? Or because it's Bioware, it needs to have that story on top of the gameplay? I So I think that if the story is not of the caliber of a normal Bioware game... Which it's um, not going to be. I mean, I don't. I think it's too early to tell. They're keeping things secret. It is the A-team. It is Casey Hudson. I think they have a lot of potential there. Um, I don't know that I have room for two of these types of games in my life with the equal intensity. Um, I'm in the Destiny ecosystem. I've played since Vanilla. I have my clan. I play that game very intensely for you know, short or long bursts, you know, depending on sort of where in the release cycle, the content release cycle they are. Um, but I like walking away and playing other games. Um, I don't know that I want a second game like that if there's not going to be, like, I feel like the story aspect is something that nobody has nailed. And if you want to pull me away from Destiny, you know, you want me to cheat on my wife, my Destiny wife, like, you better tempt me with tremendous uh you know storytelling and and really nail something that i don't think any of those franchises have really nailed yet i mean destiny's come close you know uh with forsaken uh and taken king like to kind of understanding and and doing that but like yeah i mean i i i think bioware uh, has that pedigree and i think it's it's fair to have the expectations that we know they're capable of delivering a good narrative story like okay if you want to take the choice aspect out of it and have it be a little more straightforward i'm fine with that if you deliver this you know the same quality story like i mean when i play mass effect i tend to be all paragon or renegade anyway so to me it's no different than just picking one of those paths and just like telling that story instead of offering you the the choice like i'm i'll I'll be along for the ride yeah, don't get me wrong. I want there to be an awesome story. When I said it's not going to be, that's me just saying I don't think they're going to deliver as quality of a story as like Mass Effect. I think this. I think the story is going to be good, and I'm hoping I can see little glimmers of it. You know, like there was a moment where, I guess, minor spoilers for Anthem. I mean, it was in the damn open demo. Uh, where uh, you bring a relic back to a character in Fort Tarsus, and I'm like, I don't know who this jackass is or what he's about. I don't care. And all of a sudden, something happens, and he's divided into three versions of himself. Like he's split, uh, and each version of himself, like clone, is got a wildly different personality. And there was that kind of banter and. Like suddenly this person that I didn't give a fuck about 30 seconds before became like somebody were like, I'm like, I remember you now. I don't remember his name yet. Cause I didn't spend that much time with him. But like, I was like, this is a memorable, awesome moment. And you know, uh, I suddenly have one character who's turned into three, um, with all different personalities. And like, I- I'm interested in what's going on. Right. I hope there's more things like that, like in the story. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just want to stop to see. Yeah, uh, I I have like like I like you said, Casey Hudson. You know, it's it's that team and Mass Effect one through three did nothing but impress me. So I have very high hopes for the story, the gameplay, and everything about this game. And I didn't even touch on actually the how great the customization was in the demo, and it was super limited. Um, but like. 
you could choose all the different materials for your your armor and like each different color looked different depending on the material you were using and so like despite there not being a lot of options for the armor you could wear um and um there only being four javelins like it was super rare for me to see a javelin that looked similar to the one i was using which i thought was awesome because um like i said just just being a demo and for that being able to happen i can't wait to see all the different armor combos and all the different you know color combinations and all the vinyls that you can put on like to see all these uh how these different javelins look and everything because i've been seeing some pictures like that the anthem twitter would be uh they put out like some of the submitted ones that fans like submitted and man like people came up with some super creative stuff and like i just can't wait to see what you're able to i would agree with that yeah i mean uh you know again i i will not argue that when the gameplay is working like it, it's it's you know it's fun uh there is a lot of customization options and things but i'm also kind of in the same boat a little bit like bobby where i'm like is there enough here that's different um to to really pull me in and uh um you know change did you guys watch or, the video for the end game stuff i did and you know that's something else also got me curious um uh, like this thing comes, I know we're running a little bit late on time, um, but this thing comes out and it's got stellar reviews or even good reviews. Like, you know, I will probably purchase it and if nothing else, like play through the main story long enough to like give it like a good uh, day in court kind of, you know, to evaluation period. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, past that, I just have to see. But I, I do think the end game plan looks um, interesting. It's It's cool. It seems like they have a plan in place, which is it's always a good thing for um, a game like this because traditionally the most uh, common sort of pitfall has been post-launch and how to support the game. And people seem to stumble, you know, with that. When I say people, I mean developers. Uh, developers but yeah, they right. did. They did a little thing on Sunday too, just real quick, which was cool. Like the little event, and they were like, "Oh, just to tease us to some of the free world stuff that's coming." So like. That was pretty cool to see that they they threw that in just to like tease you with more stuff to come. So super interesting. I can't wait. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll we'll continue to kind of chat through Anthem. You know, as they get. I mean, we're close to to release, so um, you know, stay tuned here. We'll I'm sure be chatting about Anthem uh, a lot more once more of us get a chance to play it, and certainly once the game comes out and we have a better idea of uh, what it looks like. So I uh, want to move on to our rotating segment of the week here. Um, you know, we'll try to uh, be relatively brief, um, you know, with, uh, with our entries here. But we wanted to just um, lay it all out there uh, on the line and bear our souls for a second and talk about our individual piles of shame here, uh, specifically naming three games that are in our pile of shame. Uh, maybe just give a, a, a quick little blurb, um, you know, about it. Um, and uh, just, you know, groan at each other for uh, a brief moment of the, of the things that we uh, haven't played but know that maybe we should. Adam, I'll go ahead and uh, start with you first. We'll do one each and kind of rotate through and then and go on and so on and so forth. What's your first one, man? Okay, yeah, we'll go through these and everyone can yell and then we'll move on to the next one. Uh, but for me, my pile of shame, and it's not really even in my pile at this point, but I've never played a Final Fantasy game. Oh, really? Okay. Um, 
Yep, I played ten for like three hours, and uh, it was like this sucks, and I've never touched another one since. And I don't. I know. When did you like play ten? When what, I feel like that's important too. When it came out, around that oh, time, maybe oh, a year okay, or two really? after, it was gotcha. on PS2, so I don't remember when exactly. My friends like try it out. I'm like sure, and I was like, uh, the last thing I remember is like being on a beach with like next to a fire after like a big monster attacked a city. I don't fuck. I was like, no, I'm. I'm with you, man. I only played seven. I think those types of games, like if traditionally, if you're not a JRPG person, it helps to have somebody like, you know, guide you through your first a little bit, kind of explain some of the stuff. But um, hey, man, I mean, I could could be worse, I would say. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It's I feel like kind of increasingly more of a niche uh, genre. Uh, how about you, Bobby? What's uh, what's your first entry here? Oh, it's okay, man. What's what's your first entry here on your pile of shame, buddy? Uh, I, I don't know if anybody's played this one, but it's called Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Two uh, or one? That, that, that is number one. I, I did play the first one. I, I have yet to play the second one. Yeah. Uh, I hear good things. Uh, Great things. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say uh, Spider-Man is on my list as well. I know that there's DLC now, too. Uh, and, those are more modern though, so those can be more forgiven. Yeah, well, see, the other ones I have, uh, I will say, uh, I have Starlink, uh, Battle for Atlas. I never did much more uh, than the initial playing with it. I didn't, I didn't finish that. Uh, and then the Tomb Raider series, I have the last two and Fallout seventy six. I, uh, I have yet to play those. I think you can skip one of those. Thank you for yeah. yeah, well, Fallout 76, I'm hoping by the time I play it, it'll be fixed. It'll be good. Uh, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. but yeah th- those, are, those are mine for now. Nice. And uh, how about you, Zach? What's your first, uh, first game? Skyrim. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, any particular reason why or like what, what circumstances? It, it's, a, it's a shame, man, because I really love that genre. Like, well, like... Well, that era, like, you know, Knights, Dragons, and all that. Like, I love games set like that, and I don't know, man. Like, I, I watched a couple of my buddies play it. I played it at my buddy's house for, like, hour, hour and a half, and I wanted literally nothing to do with that game. It's just, I, oh, I, wow. I, don't, I don't see how people thought it was as fun as it was. I don't see, like... I don't know, man. Like it's just it it just didn't click with me. And I'm not gonna sit there and go down a laundry list of stuff because like I, I can't even do that. It's just something about the game just didn't click with me. Hey, fair enough. I mean that we all kinda have that. Um I, I you know, we'll say with with that particular game, it is a huge, humongous uh just time sink. It's a big commitment. And um it is a you know, maybe relatively a little bit slow to start in some ways, but um uh there's a you know for for its time especially there is a a ton to sort of especially if you've never played an Elder Scrolls game to kind of master and get your bearings on so okay is is that the one where you first start out you couldn't do anything because your hands were bound yes mm-hmm. okay yeah, you were like the back I, of a a wagon yes yeah, I, I have a problem with tutorials and that 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 whole intro I I to have Skyrim in my, my pile of shame, I guess. Because I never played it after that because I was so frustrated that my hands were bound uh, for so long <laughs> that I just couldn't do it. I, uh, I dropped it after that. I, I don't want don't to lie about that one. I sustained a, uh, an injury at work um, and like, had, like was not permitted to work 
uh, to, like the workers' comp situation and everything for like uh, basically a week. So yeah, that was good timing. It was like two weeks after Skyrim came out. So um, I just kind of wallowed in my own filth. Um, actually, in this very room that I'm sitting in, my my childhood bedroom, and uh, it just you know had that thing where like I I looked at the clock and it was like holy fuck eight hours has gone by and like i have not like i need to like roll over and not get bed sores at least or something good god um but uh i think again a respectable one like certainly not for everybody and i think really with any of these there's that's probably going to be the case my first game um i don't have a whole lot to comment on it but uh, castlevania symphony of the night is a game that i hear over and over and over and over again as like being the so influential uh, for that, you know, for the Metroidvania genre. I love Metroidvania, so it should be like so, 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 so far in my wheelhouse. I just haven't played it. So I plan to. I put as cheap on PlayStation 4 constantly. I think you can get like, there's like a little remastered version or something. So someday. Yeah, I've never played it either. And again, I'm with you. I've heard nothing but absolutely fantastic things about it. But I, I too have never got around to playing it with just the slew of stuff coming out like to go back to a game like that it's not something i really want to do well adam how about uh what's your second game man yeah second on here and it's not because it's bad it's just because i knew how long it was going to be but uh yeah, witcher 3 i got like the first hour mm-hmm. maybe two into it and i was like this is cool i'll go back to this eventually and then i stopped playing and then i read it was like 80 hours for just like the main game i'm like nah dog so that's I bought the I bought that game twice at this point. I rebought it, I was like, I'll get back to it, and it's still sitting in the case. So So the first two hours of that game is the tip yeah. of the tip of the iceberg. Like uh it you know, but it is great, like storytelling, and I think my favorite thing about that game, the biggest endorsement I could give you, is that the side quests and monster contracts are all as interesting as the main story. Um and I say that without exaggeration. Um, every single one of the side quests and monster contracts are fantastic. They have yeah, a. It's just time. We'll see yeah. if I can get back to it. It is yeah. like the one with the Baron and the weird baby or whatever. Oh yeah, that's part of the main story. Yeah, um, uh, the Bloody Baron quest is um, is something else, man. Um, but uh, yeah, and the music. Uh, that's one of those. I'm a big soundtrack guy, so that's one of those games I can pop on the uh, the score um, while I'm you know, at work, uh, and just, uh, kind of get lost. Like, you know, they, it, it takes me to those places and those situations and quests. So yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. There's just not enough time in the day sometimes. Uh, how about you, Zach? What's your second game, bud? Um, the second one is journey. Um, never got around to playing it and, uh, I hate myself for it. And I want to play it so bad, but like I feel like I missed out on the journey train and like the experience of that game. Like I like I already know about, you know, running into the other characters and like learning and that that would be like a player for the first time. And like, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like I missed out on it, and I I I really wanted to play it, uh, but like I just feel like it's it's too late now. So let me put your mind at ease. Uh, and out of all the games that we've mentioned so far, I feel like you're the luckiest with that being one of them because super manageable. Uh, I played it for the first time a year ago with all of the knowledge that, you know, of, of what kind of 
made that game shocking and special. Uh, you mentioned, you know, oh, these are actually people in the world. And uh, it lost none of its potency. I mean, I say that as some, I have no basis of comparison, I guess, but um, I thought it was perfectly lovely. It was, um, it was just, you know, it was beautiful. It was fun. Uh, it was a joyous experience, man. Uh, Journey is just one of those games that, like, it had me grinning ear to ear uh, during certain parts of it, and then kind of just gasping at like how beautiful the art style was, and just like it's I don't know, it's one of those games like Shadows of the Colossus that it just elicits such a strong emotional response from you um, with sort of minimal uh, dialogue, or well, I don't know if there's any dialogue in Journey actually, but like yeah, I mean with minimal um, fuss, like it still manages quite special. So I'd say go for it. It's very short. That's, you, uh, that's awesome to hear. You know, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Journey win like a Grammy for its soundtrack? It very well may have. Uh, it's got a stellar soundtrack. I mean, there are sequences in that game that, uh, you know, where like the music swells you know, and, you know, you're, and it just like, it, it totally adds to, you know, what's, what's happening. And uh, yeah, man, I, I would say absolutely go for it. Don't feel like you missed out on anything. It doesn't take it, in my opinion, anything away from, um, what's special about that game you know that's awesome to hear that's because is it available on ps4 yeah yeah um yeah, i think definitely might look into it goes on sale for i think i picked it up for like two dollars or three dollars on like one of the flash sales one time like it's cheap even if you paid full price i can't imagine that's more than like maybe 10 bucks now and it's worth that like you know in spades um so yeah the my my one uh Quip or not quip, uh, sorry. My one qualm with that game is that, like, there's uh, there's no platinum for it, there's plenty of achievements. I, I, I found that decision kind of baffling. Likes to hunt the trophies, but I'm not a trophy hunter, and it's weird because I love achievements, so that doesn't really bother me. Yeah, there you go. All right, um, so my second is uh, Metal Gear Solid. Pregnant oh, pause. Any of them. <laughs> I've oh, never played it. <laughs> there we go. That's the reaction I was hoping to elicit. Hey, dude, uh, hot take. Those games are overrated. Oh, man. Oh, 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 I'm not trying to get into all that. but um, <laughs> So uh, there's a little asterisk. I have watched uh, my best friend, Max. Shout out to Max. He will come up on this podcast a lot because he's uh, part of my gaming history. Um, play through um, a good bit of one and uh, a good bit of two as well. Um, it's never that I like they didn't look appealing to me or anything. It's just always seemed to be the wrong place, wrong time with those games. I own the Phantom Pain, uh, I on um, I think both Xbox and PlayStation because it was a Games with Gold and PS Plus game. However, uh, like at the time where I really was gonna jump in and, and like kind of clear it off my backlog, um, I had heard on a IGN or kind of funny podcast that it was like an unfinished game. And I was just like, nope, like that, I, that's a very long game. And, and if you don't get a satisfying like conclusion, at least like I'm, I like I was like, I, I don't know. I don't want to do this right now. So I just never played him. Oh, man. Three I, re- I, I is... recognize. I know. I know. Oh, <laughs> man. Has some man, the boss battles in three. Uh, like. So good. Like, man. So I I bought three when I was uh, I was younger when when they were coming out. So I bought three and I played it and I was younger and I was like, 
this game sucks. I want nothing to do with this game. And then like I picked it up, I think maybe not even a year later, and I was like, I got nothing to play. I'm gonna try it out again. So it's three snake eater? Yes. Okay. So fell in uh, love with it. This is how ashamed I am of Metal Gear Solid. Like I so I know there's Metal Gear Solid, there's Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, right? Correct. Snake Eater. Guns, Guns of the of Patriots, the Patriots. Yeah. and and um, Phantom Pain. I know all the titles, uh, and I know a good bit of the story because I'm so ashamed. But I just, yeah, uh, one of these days, man. I pr- like I, I vow to myself that like I will just jump in there, even for like just a uh, you know a few minutes or um, a, you know I don't know. Just to, I, I feel like I should experience a Metal Gear Kojima game since there'll probably not ever be another one. Just to kind of get a little bit of that history. We'll see. Yeah. For gameplay, definitely five's the best. That's what um, I hear. Story, uh, for me, either three or four, man. I really thoroughly enjoyed the both of those. Two, two and one are both great, but three and four just for me just knocked it out the park. All right. Awesome. Well, I will definitely keep it in mind. And and uh, Adam, let's move on to your final pile of shame game here. And uh, by the way. Uh, Bobby, I'm not skipping over you. You just kind of you put all yours out there all at once. So no, sorry, no, 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 you're good. I, I will say that there there is one before Adam. I apologize, but uh, go no, go for it, man. As a PlayStation guy, uh, I am sad to admit that The Last of Us is is oh on my my pile of shame. Kick them off it's because it came out of <laughs> it came out at a weird time because I think it was like when PS4 was coming out, then you could pay like. Ten dollars to like upgrade mm-hmm. your games, which I did. I of course uh, upgraded each one on the PS4, but never played them. So yeah, so, everybody keeps talking about like all the trailers and like, man, I can't believe Ellie this and that. And I'm just like, what? Bobby, let me give you a piece of advice, man. You're a married <laughs> man, correct? <laughs> I am. Yes. Yeah. Does Does your wife ever watch you play video games? Yes. Yes, she does. Does she like stories in games? Yes. Yes. We were watching Horizon Zero. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. She- Sit down and pitch her like, honey, can, will you watch me play the opening hour of this game? Yes. Uh, and I guarantee you that the two of you, and probably two nights, maybe three, you'll have that game finished, and you will probably cry more than once, and uh, your wife will be as invested in that game as you are. Like it is utterly, 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 utterly fantastic. Um, it's not, I wouldn't call it short, but it's short it, compared to a lot of the games out now. Um, that is one that I would say, like, you can knock off your pile of shame pretty quickly and get a large amount of satisfaction out of it at the same time. So, yeah, and see, just throw it on uh, easy to enjoy it with, with your wife, too. Like, if yeah, you just sure. want the story aspect of it, just throw it on easy so you can blow through the game and, like, just soak that story in. Yeah, yeah that's I what agree I wanted to. I know, I know it. it I, I was playing uh, Heavy Rain shortly before that. I couldn't handle so much. The and then I tried Beyond Two Souls, and then I for some oh, reason this is like The Last above. of Us. Nothing yeah, against David it, Cage and you know Quantic Dream, but uh, well, Detroit's fantastic if you haven't tried. Oh, that. Detroit was yeah, I love that game. Yeah, that was great. But but yeah, Last of Us is a level. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, so, man, I can't wait for two. Oh yeah, I, you're not kidding. But uh, Adam, let's let's go ahead and knock out your final game, and we'll kind of we'll work towards wrapping up all this, and we'll talk about we. Why don't you do your final game and what you've been playing, and we'll do it that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, my final game is. Um, I guess it'll only be the 3D ones because I played a lot of the the side 
the 2D or I've only the 3D ones I've played on the 2D ones. But after Mario Sunshine, I haven't beaten a Mario game since that one. Oh really? So no Galaxy, no no Galaxy, no Odyssey. Oh okay, okay, okay. No 3D World or whatever it was on the Wii U. Now I've uh, actually 64 is the only one I've actually beaten 3D wise. I didn't finish Mario Sunshine. Oh, Sunshine was awesome. Yeah, it was good. I just didn't finish it. So out of though, yeah, the everyone loves Mario. I'm like, yeah, it's good. I just never Lord to play through those. So that's that's the big one. So I'm like, I don't care. But Mario would never sell me a, a Nintendo system. Um, as far as what I've been playing lately, I've been playing, of course, Apex and uh, War Groove came out uh, this past week, and I've been playing that Advanced Wars. Um, Fantasy Advanced Wars on the Switch. I've been getting real into that, and that's all I've been doing. Yeah, good things about Mario Sunshine is the only 3D Mario game that I've not played and beat, so we're like uh, mirror images of each other there. <laughs> and uh, how about you, Zach? What's your final uh, game in your pile of shame, and uh, what you've been playing? Um, so I had a, I had a list down, but, uh, I just thought of another one cause it's kind of a series, but, um, after like the Pokemon red, I've never played, um, any more of the like streamlined Pokemon games. Like the core, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like gotcha. fifth generation, sixth generations, whatever those games, like the Sapphire, Ruby, all those, like I didn't play a single one of them and, uh, had no desire to, um, I, 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 I got, it piqued my interest with the let's go ones because they kind of updated, you know, how it looks and everything. Um, but I'm just waiting for like, cause I'm not invested in Pokemon whatsoever, but if they were to come out with like a genuine, RPG Pokemon game where like they looked legit and like it was like a legit RPG man I'd be all over that just because of how interesting that would be ironically enough the only Pokemon game that I've ever played is Stadium on 64 so oh, I loved that game see I've played those games and I'll still play those games they're so fun I played like, the dog shit out of it man like yeah. I, I was just like you know no no must no fuss just Get in there. The battles, you know, um, yeah. little mini games were cool. So. And what you been playing lately? Um, so, um, I, well, I was on vacation, so I do uh, a lot then. But uh, I, I was playing the anthem demo. I've been playing the division demo um, mm-hmm. since it came out yesterday. But as far as like games that I've owned, I'm still trying to get through Tomb Raider, and I. Uh, Keep playing Splatoon and Light Seekers on my Switch. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I, um, ne- next week uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to chat a little bit about the Division demo. I've got my code. Um, I don't know when does that run through Sunday. It, okay, so yeah, I should be able to get in there and and just check it out a bit. I probably won't put as much time as the. Very it's good, fun. Bro. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Um, I I was one of those people that bounced after year one on the division. Me too. Um, you know, just it was kind of a disappointment, um, and uh, like I probably should have gone back to check it out, um, but just I I just didn't. Know. Yeah, they greatly improved on it because my my buddy plays the first one still, and mm-hmm. uh, he said like it's totally different game. Like they've because it's an Ubi game, and they've really been supporting you know. The, their games so like it's just they they really improved it and I, I don't know much about it so i can't speak on it i just know it's a much better game now than it was then 
cool thing about it too, right, is that you get all those improvements, like kind of just all on day one, right? Everything they learned is just uh, hopefully, yeah, definitely. like you know, there, but yeah. Um, and then the eight person raids, right? Like that sounds buck wild to me as well. So yeah, I'm super super interested. But you know, like I said, it's it's a shame that it's coming out. Two sh- shared world shooters are coming out within a month of each other. So that's just a, it's a bummer for me. Anthem looks more interesting for me out of the two, but that's just because I'm a sci-fi guy. So agreed. Uh, so my final game and my pile of shame is uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, uh, which just on paper should be my perfect z- game. It's got exploration. I was a SNES kid through and through, so um, really don't have a good excuse or reason. Um, I love the original Legend of Zelda. I remember being at a friend's house and drawing maps uh, to get through that. Um, And uh, just for whatever reason, I missed out on it. Um, I've got it on my SNES Classic. Um, So uh, once I get my uh, Twitch uh, and YouTube channel off the ground, we made you know, do that as like a one-off episode or just, you know, stream it sometime just for fun. Um, yeah, really not much to say other than that. Um, as far as what I've been playing, obviously, uh, Apex Legends, checked out the Anthem demo. Uh, I beat my new game plus uh, Dark Souls 3 uh, run, uh, including all the DLC in about two weeks, um, playing it pretty casually, uh, which was great. I finally uh, took on the only boss in a Dark Souls game that I had never beat solo. I got frustrated the last time around and summoned a, uh, a random um, you know, player into my world to help me and I felt ashamed immediately, but there's not a way to go back and undo that without starting the game over. So I'm um, proud to say that I you know, have that uh, completed. I started playing, I forget, I feel like it was one of you guys recommended trying World of Light and just going kind of through that on Smash. Uh, is that my making that up? It wasn't me. I have not done that yet. I own the game, but have not gone. Yeah, yeah. Not parts of it. It's I, it's long. Yeah. It is god damn long. That is, uh, you know, and and it's it's a mixture of like, oh, this is cool, you know, for the modifiers and the fighters, and then just. Like, what am I even doing here? Like, some of the modifiers and things like are just like the difficulty spikes are sudden and seemingly random. So I don't really appreciate that. And the RPG mechanics, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly just, after trying to kind of put thought and effort into it, I just hit the Y button and let Nintendo tell me what the best combination of spirits are for that particular battle. So that's it. Um, well, hopefully next week we'll be able to get uh, Chris and Jay on to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I, I do want to hear... You know, those fans are uh, certifiably insane, most of them, in the best possible way. So I would love to hear what two people with deep connections to that franchise think of that game. Um, you know, looking forward to that. Uh, I think that about wraps it up, guys. Uh, Adam, where can everybody find you? Everyone can find me on Twitter at Adam Gumby um, and follow the show at EC Games Pod. Got a lot of uh, new followers recently and enjoy talking to everybody on Twitter. So that's uh, been pretty cool. Right on. How about you, Bobby? Uh, you can find me on all platforms, uh, Smooth423 and at twitch.tv slash Smooth423. Trying to get my uh, Twitch up and running as well. I just got the Elgato, so I'm trying to hook that up. Uh, but So hopefully be better soon. 
Awesome. Right on, man. Are you uh, streaming anything in particular uh, coming up or hope to stream anything in uh, particular? Apex and uh, definitely a lot of my backlog to do like you, the yeah, Legend of Zelda. I'd like to uh, <laughs> try to get my backlog going. I'd like to start with that on my Twitch first. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, if you can get the wife to sit in, man, uh, play some Last of Us so we can tune in and watch the reactions. I, I would Yeah, that, that would be man. nice. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Zach, how about you, my man? Uh, so you can follow me. It's at Optimus Prime on Twitter, and that's two M's in both Optimus and Prime and two E's. So uh, I'm also I'm trying to get um, a sweet 4K monitor to set up. Uh, and get like a uh, a Twitch rolling because I really want to stream Anthem. So I'm I'm gonna try and get that up and running. If I do, I'll be sure to um, get that info out here. But uh, just something to look forward to. Excellent. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at it's Waterman on uh, Twitter. And uh, very very soon, uh, hard to believe, but two weeks from tomorrow, I'll be moving into my new place, and hopefully, we'll have my YouTube and Twitch channel up. I'll produce the uh, appropriate information once that's going and i'm looking forward to uh starting that uh, that show that i you know, described uh, i think on our first episode which premise being uh we are going to quote unquote rent a game from the video store me and two friends and uh the show will consist of basically a weekend long stream uh where we try to beat it in the allotted time until it's due back to the rental store you know i see all this in air quotes <laughs> Um, and uh, we'll condense that down to a 90-minute or so video, sort of with the best bet, uh, best bits, excuse me, uh, chronologically. Uh, and you know, got some other things kind of cooking as well, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, uh, Zach. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you, Adam. We will see you all next week. Take care. Right. Take it easy. <laughs>